Hello, and welcome to the Passion for Fashion podcast. I'm your host, Misha Cora. In today's episode, I'm discussing relevant sections of an academic fashion paper titled When Virtual and Material Worlds Collide, Democratic Fashion in the Digital Age by Louise Crew. The paper is structured into one, introduction, beyond transactional spaces, two, framing the recent history of internet fashion, three, bastard spaces remediation convergence heterotopia, four, disintermediation co-creative communities and hierarchy, five, real-time, all-the-time immediacy, hypermediacy, and mobility, and six, conclusions and reflections. Crew's introduction centers around the theme that fashion is rarely simply a moment or a transactional point of purchase, or even a reflection of supply and demand, but is instead about what is going on in the world. As material and virtual fashion worlds continue to intersect due to the impact of COVID-19 on the flurry of shows, parties, after parties, and fundraising galas, this article has tremendous relevance. The authors argue several things. One, that emergent digital technologies both remediate and refashion existing cultural forms, including fashion magazines and photography. Two, that the internet has disrupted both fashion markets and consumption by shifting the fashion authority power balance from magazine editors and designers to consumers, fashion bloggers, and influencers. And three, that digital technology has transformative effects on fashion consumption. They argue that the devolution of fashion authority started the 1980s with the launch of Dazed and Confused, Visionaire, ID, and Purple Fashion Magazine, and has continued on to include virtual concept space, show studio, amongst other items. Crew is a geographer by training, so her focus is on the consumer tectonic shifts from in-person, consumer-centric experiences to experiential reality and forms of operation. The future of fashion is not in a top-down, authoritarian-driven approach. It's on a one-to-one personal level. I remember sitting in my freshman dorm in college, utterly fascinated by the Daily Prep, which is a fashion blog that used to be run by Muffy Aldrich, which I believe she shut down around the time I graduated. And I was fascinated by how she managed to build a community of sea-loving traditionalists from her home computer in Maine, while also serving her community, volunteering in a soup kitchen, participating in her marriage, and raising her brilliant children. She was the pre-Instagram version of an it mom, basically the coolest wife and mother ever, and I've always wanted to be just like her when I'm her age. She ended up converting her blog into a new blog titled Saltwater New England, which is still a huge visual inspiration for me, even though I'm neither from New England nor keeping my American citizenship once I officially become a British citizen. What I like about Muffy and the culture of fashion bloggers in general is that they aren't afraid to speak their mind and be totally authentic. They all have so much confidence in their voice, their vision, and their passions, and it's evident in how they choose to present themselves to the world. While many magazines have specific image mandates or types of people that they target for business reasons, fashion bloggers focus on building communities and speaking what they really think, whether it's normative or not. Muffy is on the older side of the spectrum, but she's not afraid to showcase how she manages her wardrobe, runs her household, raised her children to be empathetic, brilliant citizens who contribute meaningfully to society, and how she enjoys her hobbies, which involve sailing and spending time outdoors with her loved ones. There's no pretense or airs about her. She is just who she is. Take it or leave it. There's something so refreshing about bloggers who invite their readers into their world, even if their world is an ocean away. I have a lot of respect for what fashion bloggers do. It's very difficult to get the image right, the communication right, and build that kind of community feel. They aren't competing with fashion magazines. They're building alongside them. 
And that's what fashion needs. Fashion needs democratization. Fashion is becoming more inclusive to engage all in discourse about more than just what looks good. It's about what feels good, building that community element bit by bit as time goes on. That's all for now. Thank you for tuning in. Be sure to subscribe for more posts in the future.